Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, it's a big Sunday night for a number of reasons. First of all, can we all just take a moment to acknowledge one another and the fact that we're struggling today? There's been no football. Miss me with the Pro Bowl. I'll say it again. There's been no football. And uh, I'm not sure I dig this, but we better get used to it. We only got one game left. We're going to be touching on it on all fronts, except for I keep hearing, Kyle, the exact same thing about this game. We're used to it. We heard it for 20 years when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were doing their thing for the New England Patriots. I keep hearing, I'm so sick of the Chiefs. I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of Patrick Mahomes. And, Kyle, I'm sure you hear that, too. It makes me laugh because I think that we think we're sick of things, but we actually want that. We want what we know. When you order pizza, you usually order the exact same toppings. If you get in trouble, you call the same people. We want repetition in our lives. We want things that we know that we can count on. When it gets wobbly and, let's say, I don't know, like the Diamondbacks go to the World Series – People are like, what is this? I don't even know how to sink my teeth into this. The 49ers are playing the Chiefs. Mahomes will be there. Taylor Swift will be there. I I would argue this is exactly what America wants. No doubt about it. And It's interesting because when you think of the New England Patriots and and their dominance over the course of two decades, it was something that, you know, at least for me personally, I thought we'd never see again. You know, there's no way there's going to be a team that goes to the Super Bowl four out of five years. Uh, You know, a team that, that has that same kind of greatness and consistency that we saw from the New England Patriots. But it's also really interesting to me because when you think about each organization and kind of the way that they went about things, You didn't see Bill Belichick and Tom Brady or any of those New England Patriots on one single commercial over those two decades. And it was like (laughs) everything was kept very in-house. Like, you know, their media answers were were very scripted and, and always well thought out. And then now we see this Chiefs dynasty and it's like... I think people are more so on the, oh, we're so sick of the Chiefs because you can't turn your TV on and not see Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift. Uh, and it's it's just a little different in that aspect. But, you know, for me personally, I've always been one, you know, whether it was, you know, back in the day 
watching the New England Patriots or watching the New York Yankees or the L.A. Lakers, the Boston Celtics, all these teams that show sustained greatness over time. And, and I find myself rooting for it. Um, you know, I have really no allegiance to, as a kid, a professional sports team. Growing up in Cincinnati, Ohio, we didn't have an NBA team, uh, and the Reds and the Bengals were just not very good. So mm-hmm. for me, I just I loved watching the Cowboys as a kid in the 90s. I, I loved, you know, watching – teams that were really good. Like you said, you know what you're going to get. Uh, You know what to expect when you turn on these teams that have sustained greatness. Uh, So, you know, I I am one and I agree with your point that you hear it quite a bit. I'm so sick of the Kansas City Chiefs, but you know, I don't know that we really are. I mean, why why wouldn't you want to watch Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? He's one of the most exciting players in our game. And, you know, there's nothing better than seeing the best players in our game on the biggest stage. Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph with you tonight. It's good to be back with you, buddy. I I appreciate you guys holding it down for me. I would have been absolutely no help to you last Sunday. Um, (laughs) Like, I just, you know, this was one of those nights where I'm like, I better just let somebody else do this because that would have been ridiculous distraction to try to do that during the NFC Championship game, particularly with a team coming back from a 24-7 deficit. So it was great to hear you and Aaron Torres a little bit and do your thing, and I appreciate it so much and I can't wait to dive into everything that is not only going on but has gone on I want to revisit that Lions Niners game a little bit later on tonight too because I really would love to hear your perspective on the way things went down we are uh, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios TireRack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection fast free shipping free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers TireRack.com the way tire buying should be it's interesting though like i i it's not that i don't get it maybe sometimes when this happens in the nfl like you even just said when we're watching the patriots i'm thinking this is never happening again and now maybe it 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 kind of is we'll see we're still kind of on the front end of it but clearly uh patrick mahomes and the chiefs are the class of the league now for a five-year run and maybe when this happens in the NFL, it bugs us a little bit more than in other places because this is the place where we don't expect it. We always hear parody in the NFL. You got a hard cap. Green Bay, Wisconsin can compete with New York, New York. It, it, and so it's an even playing field. We're very used to this in the NBA. Where LeBron goes, where Michael Jordan goes, sometimes it's Steph Curry, whatever. You're like, I know that that team is pretty much going to be there in the end. But in the NFL, we're under the impression that it reboots every year and new teams have a chance. And when a guy like Mahomes does this, it sort of challenges our NFL senses a little bit. It does. And, and like you talked about some of the other sports, you know, whether it's, it's baseball and, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Padres can spend more money than everyone else and, and put the best team in baseball that money can buy on the field. In basketball, you have your superstars that form these these superpower teams with multiple superstars on them. You know, we follow those teams and we expect your A-list, A-list quality players to be there at the end in the NBA Finals. Um, and then, like you said, in football, it's it's, it's about parity. Everything that we have is is structured to even the playing field 
after each year. The draft is set up the way it's set up. We don't have a lottery. There is no chance that a team that maybe just misses the playoffs could get the first overall pick. They will be the 17th or 18th overall pick. There's no chance for them in this lottery system that the NBA has. So to me, it really does. And Aaron and I talked about this a little bit last week. When you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done over the course of his first six years as a starter, you know we talked about it. They're they're on the they're not on the verge. They're at four out of five Super Bowls, so uh, they're playing in their fourth Super Bowl in five years. And if it wasn't for our good friend and your former 49er, D. Ford, lining up offsides in the 2018 AFC Championship game, they would be going to five out of six. And when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he'd be one Joe Burrow loss away from going to the Super Bowl every year that he's been the starting quarterback. And, you know, I remember when, you know, Tom and the Patriots went to 10 straight AFC championship games. And, you know, that started my rookie year in 2011. And I knew a couple guys that got drafted in New England that year that, that we had the same agent. We got to know one another through the draft process. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, you guys – Every year you you've played, you've been in an AFC Championship game. Like it's it's ridiculous the amount of sustain, sustained success that you've had throughout the course of your career. And then you have all these other guys across the league. You know, I think back to Tony Gonzalez, one of the greatest tight ends ever play. I remember watching his playoff game in 2012, just rooting for the Atlanta Falcons because I wanted the greatest tight end that ever played the game to finally win a playoff game. And so when you think about how the league is set up to create parity, and then not only once the crea- the parity is created, how hard it is to make the playoffs and win playoff games, and yet we see the Kansas City Chiefs just honestly make it look easy. Uh, all year long, we talked about there's no way this Chiefs team is going to be able to have success in the playoffs. Their offense just isn't good enough anymore. Yeah, the defense has given them a chance, but unless they figure it out on offense, there's no way. And here we are. They're back in the Super Bowl again when, you know, everyone counted them out. And that's that's what greatness is all about. And to me, that's why I think it's so enjoyable to, to root for greatness and to watch greatness and to witness greatness because I know how hard it is to do what they're doing. Kyle, this is Steve in studio. And while we redial Mark in the Bay Area storms in Northern California as well as Southern California today, I will use a Bay Area example in his stead. And the fact is, he's a Warriors fan. I'm not. But I'm not sick of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, just like I'm not sick of Steph Curry and Golden State. It's what you say, greatness, and it's entertaining greatness. And the theory that was proffered at the start of the segment that people would get tired of this, I think March Madness is a good example. With college hoops, we think we want to see George Mason in the Final Four. And then when George Mason is actually in the Final Four, people are saying, how come I can't see Kentucky or Kansas or whoever that? You with me on this? Steve, I'm with you. And it's, it's funny you say that because I couldn't agree with you more. Like when you watch March Madness, you want the Cinderella in the Sweet 16. And then it's like, please exit stage right. Um, you know, <laughs> we're so glad that you made your Cinderella run in the first two rounds. And we had all the upsets in that first round of the NCAA tournament, the second round of the NCAA tournament. You get to talk about the George Masons and and these teams that go on to the Sweet 16 for an entire week until they go play again. 
you don't want them in the final four. We all want Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. We want the blue bloods of college basketball battling it out in the final four. And it's funny you say that because the, the last final four that I went to was in Minneapolis when it was at U.S. Bank Stadium. And I remember watching the Elite Eight games that year and like Kentucky lost in the Elite Eight, Kansas lost in the Elite Eight, Duke lost in the Elite Eight. And we ended up having a great final four, but it was like Texas Tech, Michigan State's a blue blood. They don't count. But then Virginia and... I can't even remember who the fourth one was. And it was like, oh, it was Auburn. Um, And it's like, when you're talking about the final four, you know, we could have had the four blue bloods of college basketball with Kansas, Kentucky, uh, Michigan State, and Duke in the final four. And ultimately, not that they were all Cinderella's, but it's like, I couldn't agree more. You you want the, the big names, the best players, the best teams in the biggest moments. Um, it, it, you guys got me. We sounded we okay. You. Can you hear Damn. me over here? I mean, isn't it isn't it perfect that I'm like, man, we want things we can count on, and then boom, everything explodes. Um, Steve, well, they're not even you, playing you. golf. They're not even playing golf out there at Pebble, so we know the storms are bad. No, Steve, you guys are exactly right. It is intense here in Northern California today. Gale force winds. Everything's canceled. Not this show. Everything else is canceled, though. So, uh, so I'm glad we've got uh, we've got something that at least for the moment is kicking around, and we'll uh, we'll hang in there as long as we can. Even appreciate you having my back. But heard everything you said there, and uh, and I think you're spot on. It's one of those things that it's like I I, I know that it feels like a villain, but sometimes when it comes to entertainment. You want a villain? You you like even if you're like I'm sick of the chief. I'm uh, I'm so I'm rooting against them. Great, great. You need that. You need mm-hmm. you need something to root against. If this if neither of these teams are your whole thing, feels kind of like. It's funny. We were just talking about villains on the Friday night show, and some of us said, you know, Darth Vader might be the best villain ever in movie history. Or, you know, come up with some other one: the Joker, Hannibal Lecter, whatever. The villain kind of makes the hero movie. So Mm -hmm. you're right. If you've got something to root against, well, uh, let me go back to one of the great phrases from the old, old time sports writers like 80, 100 years ago, that the two best stories in sports are big guy wins or big guy loses. If you have someone to root for or root again, either way, they're getting eyeballs, right? Yeah, it goes back to the the two decades of the New England Patriots or, you know, before that in, in the 90s, early 2000s, the, the New York Yankees. You know, it's, it's the saying, either you love them or you hate them. But one way or the other, you're talking about them. Uh, you're, you're watching them. And, you know, yeah, you're, you're either rooting for or against them. And that's what, that's what makes sports what they are. And, again, I feel like for myself personally – I just have such an appreciation for what, in this case, the Kansas City Chiefs are doing or what the New England Patriots did for two decades because having been in it for 12 years, I know how hard it is to not only win a division, make the playoffs, make AFC, NFC championship games, and honestly make Super Bowls, which in 12 years – I never did one time. Uh, we're talking about a guy who should be in the Super Bowl five out of six years, had a defensive end just lined up on sides on a third and long. 
But here he is, four out of the last five years playing in the Super Bowl uh, and going for his third ring, which is incredible considering he's only been a starter for six years. Let's hit the break now as we're quarter past the hour. It is 8.16 Eastern, 5.16 Pacific. I bring up the time because we are within, what, an hour of the Chiefs landing in Vegas and San Francisco's due to land in Vegas next hour. The Super Bowl next Sunday in Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58, Kansas City, San Francisco. We'll be back with more of tonight's show, Fox Sports Radio, in a moment. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, why? Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. You know what? Forget say. this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I'm Steve DeSager in our L.A. studios with Kyle Rudolph, former Vikings tight end, and we've got one week till the Super Bowl. Mark Willard is going to redial from a different location, but still in Northern California, so still stormy weather. We wish him luck on that. We may we may have him back this hour. We'll see. But for those who've seen any clips of Pebble Beach Golf this weekend, and yeah, they got golf through yesterday, but certainly not today. I'm surprised, frankly, Kyle, that they didn't call the final round yesterday, knowing how awful the forecast was, that they didn't do what NASCAR did and in advance say, you know what, we're just not going to beat this weather. But when he mentioned gale force winds, it is currently not only rain showers in Monterey, California, 
but windy to say the least. 33 mile an hour winds. It's not like it's 30 degrees or anything. It's 58 degrees, but 33 mile an hour winds. And of course, the golf course was soggy. And they're saying they're going to get the final round in tomorrow. Good luck with that, because it's probably not going to stop raining tomorrow. But anyway, that's the background of all of this. And yes, Mark is in Northern California. We will talk Super Bowl. I did specifically to you, Kyle, want to ask one trivia question that I came across, because this tends to come out every year before the Super Bowl, of colleges who have had a player on a Super Bowl winning team. What college would you say has had a player on the most Super Bowl winners. So out of 58 years, the leader on this list has had a Super Bowl winning player from their school 38 times in the 58, well, this will be Super Bowl 58. What school would you say is at the top of that list? Uh, it, it pains me to guess this school, but in thinking, you know, kind of college football tradition, uh, who has the most guys in the NFL, just using sheer numbers. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to go with my Irish, um, but I think it's one of our rivals in USC, the Trojans. In fact, it, it is two of your rivals. USC is second on the list, and Michigan is number uh, one on the list. Yeah, that's a tough question for me. I don't <laughs> like either one. <laughs> Sorry about that. Michigan, with 38 times, has had a player or players on Super Bowl winners. USC, 35 of the years. And Penn State, 35 of the years. And then Notre Dame, 34. So once we get into this Super Bowl matchup, we've got a USC guy that we assume Sam Darnold is not getting into this game for the 49ers, but San Francisco's kicker is a rookie from Michigan, Jake Moody. So if you look at the list, Michigan, a different list, just appearing in a Super Bowl, Michigan can move into a tie for most Super Bowls with a player from that school just appearing. Tie USC on that list. And yes, we expect Jake Moody to kick. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of the game being in Las Vegas. This is probably going to be one of the many things that gets talked about, obviously with a full week toward the game and the media arriving. And By the way, if people aren't aware, usually I think it was Friday, wasn't the commissioner's press conference? Uh, late in the week and then they moved it up and now I've heard it's going to be Monday and it's invitation only and so it makes the layman think that the NFL, specifically the commissioner of the NFL, is not interested in hard questions because they're almost hand-picking the audience because he's gotten hard questions in recent <laughs> years. Are you with me on this? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, and when the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, uh, we had Super Bowl 52 in February of 2018. Uh, my wife, Jordan, and I do a ton of work with the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital, and uh, we wanted to do something really fun for the patients. You know, the Super Bowl was there. There was so much excitement around it. Obviously, we were one game away from being the first team to play in our own Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're kind of preparing to, to be there and then uh, abruptly have those plans change uh, with a loss in the NFC Championship game. But one of the things we did, we had a press conference in like one of the, the big meeting rooms at the hospital where uh, Brett Favre was there, um, one of my college teammates, Michael Floyd, uh, one of my high school buddies, Eric Wood, who was a center in the Buffalo Bills and a pro bowler. 
we all sat up there like a press conference for the Super Bowl, and the patients got to ask the questions. <laughs> so it's kind of reminds me of that. Like I, the, the hard questions I was getting from them were like, "What's my favorite meal?" Uh, um, and and if I didn't answer it to their liking, you know, they kind of gave you a little snarl at the end and and didn't appreciate your answer. So. <clears throat> it's interesting, you know, obviously with the Super Bowl being in Vegas, you know, there's there's so much it took so long for pro sports to get there mm-hmm. being that, you know, it, it it is Vegas for a reason. It's the gambling mecca of the world. Um nothing has become bigger than sports betting. Um I think uh back in the second to last week of the year when Mark and I were talking about the Dallas Detroit game and the issues with Brad Allen. And, you know, you don't oftentimes hear the NFL talk about officiating. It's one of those things. It's like, it's not like the NBA and you're talking about the two point conversion that wasn't. And therefore Detroit wasn't the one seed San Francisco was as it turned out. Correct. Yeah. And it, it just, it's one of those things like they don't have to talk to the media. They're never really held accountable. The league certainly never comments on the officiating. It's like one of those things, like if we just don't say anything, people won't talk about it. Uh, They'll forget about it. And, you know, throughout the year, we had the Kansas City Green Bay game, all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden you start to hear rumblings coming out from the league side, like, oh, maybe this officiating is something we have to look into. And, And I made the point that night that it's no longer about the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. Ultimately, for the league and all of us that are involved in the league, we think that's the case, but it's really now about the millions of fans who are putting money on that game and you know the people who had the Detroit Lions, the people that put the millions of dollars on the Detroit Lions in the money line in that game, who ultimately lost their bet because of a referee's inability to do his job, that's why you have problems and that's why fans are like hold on a second like this is no longer hey the guys are big and fast and the game's fast and the plays are happening you know bang bang and it, it we weren't able to to make a decision and then when you slow it down on replay it's easier you know this was simply someone who just didn't do his job mm-hmm. and it cost a lot of sports betters a lot of money and so this whole Vegas Super Bowl thing will definitely be interesting as I'm sure gambling and, and sports betting is yes. something that will be talked about. And I'll even broaden the definition of sports bettors because fantasy football has been popular for so many years, even before gambling has gone into some of these new states in recent years. And obviously fantasy football does involve money, maybe not weekly changing hands between friends, but you know where we're going with this. And mm-hmm. what you said, somebody might react, oh, what do they care about? the oh absolutely the nfl is obligated to care because they now have gambling sponsorships there's an official whatever of the nfl in all these other departments of commerce and now in the gambling space as well so absolutely they have to care this you cannot sweep this under the rug and what i as a sports fan have always wanted is the belief in my game. You hear the expression, the integrity of the game. That's a real thing. That must be there for an entertainment product like professional sports because if people aren't believing the product, I know pro wrestling is a popular thing of its own, but they're not believing the product in the same way that they're believing the NFL. You can hear what I'm saying with this. Don't screw around with my game. If you want an official gambling sponsor of your league, whatever, take the money, all of that. But if it starts getting into my game, I want 
the up and up game that I've always gotten on Sundays. If you screw around with that, then I'm ticked as a fan. And don't screw with our show. Don't <laughs> screw with our show, Weather. You you get out of my way, Weather. No, I loved your line. I listened to you on my way over where you were like, he's going to relocate, but it's still going to be in Northern California. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, he's right. Uh, but I, hang on. I think we're okay that for the moment. Good, yeah. Fingers crossed. Why don't we find out what's trending, yeah. Steve? Let's do that. Just in time for you to throw to whoever's doing the updates tonight. <laughs> Who is that guy? Uh, well, yeah, there was a classic Pro Bowl game, of course, to talk about today. Who doesn't like watching flag football for three hours. But in Orlando, the final score was 64-59 NFC as Baker Mayfield was offensive MVP. So there. Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers each travel to Vegas tonight. The Super Bowl is next Sunday in Vegas. Of course, full coverage live here. In fact, we so look forward to this every year. The guys that are after you, Chris Plake and Arnie Spanier, usually get selected by the bosses to be the show on during the Super Bowl game. It yes. is it is so fun to be live on the air during the game of the year, and it's the only thing going on, and even if it weren't, it's the only thing we're going to be talking about. It's, it's a sensational day, so join us if you can. San Francisco, Kansas City, Super Bowl 8, uh, 58, next Sunday, and the NFL Honors Ceremony is Thursday. By the way, the Jets and Giants Stadium will host the World Cup Final in 2026. More on that in a minute, but we do have... NBA in progress. The Clippers are leading with a second to go at Miami, 102 to 95. And Kawhi Leonard and company are going to pull down this victory. In fact, Leonard, I know with six minutes to go, he was up to 21 points in this game. Anyway, Clippers are going to wind up with a W here. Earlier, Phoenix got a win at Washington, 140 to 112. Bradley Beal of the Suns back in D.C. had 43 points. It is now a Clipper final, 103 to 95. Looks like 25 points for Kawhi Leonard. Orlando won at Detroit today, 111-99. Pistons record 6-43. and Minnesota is winning again, approaching mid-third quarter. It's Timberwolves over the Rockets, 58-48. to And late third quarter, it's still Toronto ahead at Oklahoma City, 78-64. Thunder have been great this year if they come back for a win tonight they would be 35 and 15 on the season final Pacers win at the Hornets 115 to 99 Charlotte Hornets have lost seven in a row guard LaMelo Ball was out again with a sore ankle and the Boston Celtics wound up winning easily against whatever's left of the Grizzlies 131 to 91 Memphis literally only suited up eight players and they were not all full-time NBA players as for the college hoops, number two, Purdue, a winner at number six, Wisconsin, 75 to 69. They've got a minute left in overtime at 14th ranked Illinois, Illini ahead of Nebraska, 83 to 80. And we did mention on last night's show that with Arnie Spanier, Arizona grad, coming up next after you. It is, it is a long history here on weekends in Fox Sports Radio that any time his Arizona Wildcats are in action the same time he's got a show that night. Whatever sport in the athletic department, they do not do well. It's the Arnie curse. So here, 11th-ranked Arizona is a huge favorite at home against Stanford. But, of course, it's tied. 28-all, about six and a half minutes to go in the Uh first half. Now, the Jets and Giants Stadium is going to host the World Cup Final in 2026. The NFL Stadium in New Jersey is going to have to remove some lower seats to widen the field 
to accommodate soccer. And there's talk that in Inglewood, California, the L.A. Rams owner is going to have to do the same thing. And both New Jersey and Arlington, Texas and the rest have to replace artificial turf with grass for the World Cup. That is a FIFA rule. So Atlanta's going to have to do that. Foxborough, Houston, Philadelphia, Seattle. All 11 U.S. stadiums for the World Cup are the homes for the NFL, which uses also playing fields under 55 yards wide. World Cup requires 75 yards wide. So a lot to discuss there. Back to you. Oh, good stuff, Steve. And, and maybe Arnie will learn his lesson from what I did last week. Don't do the show when your team is in the middle of a big game, and it That's goes right. much better. Just take the day off, Arnie. It's going to be okay. For those who are back. unaware, the voice you're hearing from Northern California was not on the show hosting last week, not because he was ill. Well, he was he was going through I, that I was, game. He yeah, was that too. <laughs> For the second straight week. He wasn't on vacation or anything. It's just something more important. Was happening and it, it uh, his full attention was devoted. Let's say I, 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 yeah, like I don't want it to sound selfish, but it, it, it honestly was like for everybody else. I'm like, you don't want me in that kind of shape. I'd have been awful, Kyle. You would have been talking to me, and you would have heard like, run the ball in the back. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Just, the whole thing would have been a hot mess. So I'm like, I gotta just tap out here. I have an example of what you're saying that is absolutely true from here. Because when Cavito and Rich are we weekday afternoon host when they started they were in this slot on sunday night like four years ago when it was the 49ers at rams nfc championship game one of those co-hosts is a massive 49ers fan i could not finish a sentence in the update without him screaming and i mean just on incomplete passes it just the show could not function so you are perhaps correct uh, uh, imagine this imagine jason smith is on and the jets are in the the, the afc title game what are we what are we doing what are we what are we doing um now i i will say this guys i would have loved if i could have gotten sort of in the moment thoughts especially from you kyle as a player when Dan Campbell's doing what he's doing, what would you have been thinking? What, what, like if you were on the sideline when those decisions were being made, what would you have thought? And the two decisions, by the way, Detroit had two turnovers on down second half, yep. a fourth and two incompletion instead of a 46-yard field goal attempt, fourth and three incompletion instead of a 48-yard field goal attempt when they were down three. Yeah, and it we. Aaron and I talked about this at length last week. And, you know, the big thing for me is we talk about analytics, aggressiveness, um, whatever, however you want to phrase going forward on fourth down. I don't care what – if you say it's an analytical decision or an aggression decision, I don't care. But you have to take into consideration momentum, situational football, what's going on in the game. And the thing that I couldn't understand for the life of me was not the fourth and two or three, their first possession of the second half after the Niners went down and got a field goal to cut it to 14. Or obviously the one late in the game when they had a chance to tie the game. I think it was also fourth and two or three. Uh, All three of them because they also had a fourth and goal at the two right before half. I don't understand why he didn't go for that one. If, if If your whole season has been 
you know, aggressive decision making. We're going to go for it on fourth down. You, you get two yards on that one before the half. It's six points, and it's the difference of four, you know, seven points or three. You're plus four. So now, instead of being up seventeen at the half, you're up twenty-one at the half. And the other thing is with the next two fourth downs. And Aaron and I didn't really talk about this. We just talked about the decision to go for it there. Okay, great. You, you got the ball first and ten. It, it, they're not touchdowns. You still have to finish the drive to get Good the additional again. four points. If you just kick the field goal, you take your three points and you move on. So when I look at all three of those fourth downs as a whole, the one that made the most sense for me when I'm talking about going for it was the one before the half that they'd kick the field goal. Well, they and the next two, it. yeah, the next two where, look, the Niners just went down the field coming out to start the second half, and they got they had to settle for three points. So then you turn around and you drive the football right back to the 30-yard line. You have a chance to go back up 17 points, and about eight minutes have gone off the clock in the third quarter. That's huge. You, you basically have gotten the lead back to what it was at halftime, and you've run half of the third quarter off the clock. So obviously the one at the end of the game, the opportunity to tie it, instead of going for it on fourth down. And, you know, there was no one open on that play. So, you know, I don't know what they were running, what they tried to do, but there was absolutely no one open on that fourth down attempt. So certainly, you know, he I give Dan credit because he said, look, that's the decisions that I made. I take responsibility for them. You know, I'll be the one taking all of the criticism and, and deserve the criticism. Uh, so... You know, unlike other coaches who go for it on fourth down and then dish the blame to other people or, you know, just to say they're going to do things differently and don't, Dan was very upfront and honest that I made the decisions. I have to live with them. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that the whole this is who we are thing, but that just feels um, like a lack of situational awareness. Um, and actually, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you if he truly, because to me, there's one other thing that he needed to be aware of that's a little quirky, and I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, and I'll, I'll throw that at you next, and then we'll continue to get into this Chiefs situation, uh, obviously preview the game, um, and ask the question as to why, if Patrick Mahomes is this massive behemoth of the NFL, why is he, uh, why is he the underdog? In this game, all kinds of questions. We'll get to them all. I, I I feel cautiously optimistic that we're on track here. So let's go ahead and stay there in the TireRack.com studios along with Kyle Rudolph, Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, we're live. Tyrac.com studios. That is Kyle Rudolph. I'm Mark Willard. So glad you're with us. Thankful to be with you on uh, on this night uh if you've been with us any of the first hours been a little rough and tumble on uh, on my end i am in the bay area california where storms are completely taking over so i hope wherever you are tonight you are safe and you are sound and you are dry and indoors and all of those good things i'm glad there's not a playoff football game here this weekend man uh we really would have been talking about brock purdy in the rain but um kyle your comments uh, a little bit ago about Dan Campbell. Here, here's something that that I've been bouncing around in my head that I feel strongly about, but I don't know if it's a crazy take. And so I want to throw it at you. the The idea that uh, okay, Dan Campbell, this is what we do, so we're going to keep doing it. Okay, um, the analytics of it. All right, you know the team that you have got a lot of offensive firepower. Had some interesting play calls there. Josh Reynolds could have caught the ball. I get all that stuff. What about this? I sort of feel like that's putting a lot on a group that's never been there before, and I'm almost talking about the fan base as much as the players. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. The rest of that team is a bunch of guys who've never experienced this, plus they're being buoyed by a city that's telling them this is the biggest game ever, ever for this organization. So it's almost like you've got to protect that group from falling into the uh-oh moment. And the uh-oh moment only happens if you sort of let that avalanche effect take over. So in other words, when you're up 24 to 10 and you go for it on fourth and two, I don't want you to be governed by fear, eh, except for maybe a little bit in that situation. Like, let that run through your head of, okay, what if we go for this and we don't get it? What happens then? And I feel like Dan Campbell should have known that his team might emotionally unravel, which sort of looks like what happened with the fumbles and the drop passes that came next. Yeah, I mean, when you think about what has to happen for a team to to blow a 17 point lead in the second half of a football game you know it, it certainly if if Detroit just goes out and and plays average football for 30 minutes they can't possibly blow a 17 point lead it, it's 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 right. back to the Atlanta New England Super Bowl and when you blow a 28 to 3 lead Atlanta had to do stuff 
in order to blow that lead. It wasn't just, okay, New England turns around and they start playing their best football. They play a really good half. They score enough points to win the game. The same thing is true with the NFC Championship game. San Francisco could not just come out and play a perfect half and ultimately win that game. They needed help from Detroit, and they got it. And when you watch that second half, I said this on air with Aaron, you can tell which team. They showed a graphic at the beginning of the game, and I think the numbers, it's been a week, so I don't remember. The 49ers had 73 games of championship game experience to Detroit's five. And I've been to that game. You're one game short of the Super Bowl, and each week in the playoffs – gets bigger and bigger, and there's less teams playing, there's more media attention, the The stage is set there, the The Fox pregame and postgame show is on the sidelines, like, it's just, you know each week is bigger, and when you get to that NFC Championship game, and you're in the second half of that game, and you have a 17-point lead, you're one half away from, again, winning the biggest game in the history of your franchise, Yep. I do think that that got to them, and some of the decisions were made because of those circumstances, not because of this is who we are, this is what we do. Um, and I, I, I do think that Dan's stubbornness oftentimes can get in the way going back to the Dallas two-point conversion. It's like after the first yep. one, you get yep. a penalty, yep. you scoop Good back. Point. Kick the extra point. Quit being stubborn. Like Don't just go for two again from the seven. So I think that played a little bit into it as well. Yeah, I agree with you completely because you think about what happens next, the fumble, another drop pass by Josh Reynolds, on and on. Okay, so how does that point relate to the Super Bowl? Because you got Patrick Mahomes versus a pup. We'll talk about that coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. I almost have shivers running down the spine right now. I'm looking at the clock and thinking of the day of the week here, Kyle. And uh, at this hour, next week... And Steve already detailed, right? Plank and Spanier, you have to come on and just almost do a, a Fox cast of the Super Bowl, and it's tons of fun. Well, it's tons of fun unless your favorite team is in it. This is freakout time. This time next week, the fourth quarter will be starting. And the fourth quarter between these two teams and these two quarterbacks becomes such an interesting thing. Four years ago, the 49ers had a 10-point lead halfway through the fourth quarter and then found a way to lose the game by double digits. Now they're back with a different quarterback, and you're talking about how that affected the Lions, those who have game experience in games at this level. Now this 49er team has a ton. They've got a ton, but the quarterback does not. He obviously won the NFC title game. He played you know, a few plays of it last year before he got hurt. But the Super Bowl is a completely different animal, and I find this endlessly fascinating that Mr. Irrelevant, who's never been here, is 23 years old and looks like a kid walking home from high school, is going against someone who is already being mentioned as one of the all-time greats at the position and the kid walking home from high school is the one who's favored to win the game. Yeah, it, but it, I think it goes to the point that you and I have both made all year. When healthy, and they're healthy right now, they got this a whole extra week this for the Super Bowl to prepare and to rest up and to get guys that maybe have little nicks like Debo uh, 
when healthy, the San Francisco 49ers team has been the best team in football. And I, I think you see that in the the line of the game. You know, it came – I think it started at two and a half, maybe worked its way down. I'm not sure what it's currently at, but I Sitting don't think they're – about two, but yeah. Yeah, they're not a full field goal favorite. So, they. I think it's because they are – a complete team. You know, we've talked about Kansas City's struggles on offense. We've talked about how good their defense is and how their defense has kind of allowed Patrick Mahomes, who through six years in his career, you could say that if he retired after the game this week, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And it's crazy yep. to talk about, yep. but he does. And so when you have that guy as your quarterback and a defense playing as one of the top three defenses in football – it buys you time, and when you look at the last two weeks, the first half in Buffalo, they can't stop the run. The Bills run all over them. Well, that defense tightens things up. They lock the run down, and it allows Patrick Mahomes to go out there and win the game. Come back this week, or this past week, the AFC Championship. They scored enough points in the first half, uh, didn't even score a point in the second half. That defense still played stingy as can be eliminate the probable MVP on Thursday at NFL Honors and Lamar Jackson. So when I look at this game and the two sides, there's so many storylines. I feel like we could have a six-hour show just on For this sure. game and the different storylines and angles and things that I'm excited to see and watch play out. And, you know, to me, it's it's on the San Francisco side, and it all starts with Kyle Shanahan we talk about how big this game is. It's no bigger for anyone except for him. Um, his lack of success in his last couple Super Bowls, albeit only one as a head coach, I referenced that 28-3 to loss in the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots, some of the decisions he made as a play caller in that game. Yep. You know, I talked about it. it. New England needed help to come back from 28 to three. Well, Kyle gave him some help. You just referenced that 10 point loss. The last time they played in the Super Bowl against the Kansas city chiefs. I, I was at that game. I watched the first three quarters. Um, it's the second Super Bowl I've ever gone to. It was my first as an active player in the NFL. Uh, but my wife and I, we hopped in the car. We left. Uh, we didn't catch the end of the game till we got back to the hotel <laughs> And all of a sudden, the Chiefs scored a touchdown. I was like, holy, we got a game here. Hold on a second. Let's yeah. let's stay in the hotel lobby bar and watch the end of this game. So when I think about the San Francisco 49ers, I think it's huge for Kyle Shanahan to take that pressure off Brock Purdy. Um, we don't want Brock Purdy feeling like the Detroit Lions did halfway through the third quarter, where all of a sudden now – the pressure's on us. This is the biggest game in, in our franchise's history. For Brock, this is the biggest game of my career. We want Brock Purdy to feel like he's going out there. It's no different than any game he's played as his first two years as a starting quarterback in this league. You have weapons galore. You have a, an incredible offensive line. Yes, you're going against a really good defense, but you've had a lot of success against really good defense in this league, and here's why we do it. And you're handing the ball to Christian. You're getting the ball to Debo, making plays downfield to Ayuk. You don't want to do what Detroit did, where you start to put that pressure on him directly. We know that's not what he does best, but he does do 
call him a game manager, call him whatever you want. He's really good at it. And as long as Kyle sticks to that script, no matter what the score is, no matter what the what, no matter how the game plays out, he's got to stick to his plan. And I, I, to me personally, I think this is the one he finally gets done. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Completely agree with you that if there's one person to put a circle around and be like, pressure's on, um, it's Kyle Shanahan. There, there, there's absolutely no doubting that. Um, it's not Brock Purdy, who's 23 years old, and you're like, what are you doing here? But I do still think that that's a, a piece of this where I wonder, call it the first quarter of this game, which, as you know and we've detailed, is so important to the way the 49ers game plan. Um, it's fascinating that they've had to come from behind in both of their playoff games because it's so against what they do and who they are. They're trying to come out, script you to death, and then make you one-dimensional and tee off, and they're so good at it. But I look at the first quarter of this game, and I'm like, dude, Brock, you're human. So on some level, even if he's good at handling everything, which he clearly is, on some level, he's got to be freaking out inside. And the guy on the other side is like, this is what I do on Sundays in February. Every year, this is what I do. And so I'm really, I'm really interested about that particular first quarter dynamic. Call it jitters. It, it, it feels to me, especially with the way the first halves have gone for the 49ers, the Niners would have every right to come out jittery, and, and I don't expect that from Kansas City. You know, it's interesting, too, because when I think back to a lot of Kansas City's success throughout this last five, six-year run with Patrick as the starting quarterback – They've come from behind so many times in the playoffs, yep. and they've been the ones that have started slow. Not this year in the playoffs. Um, you know, this year they've they've played well in the first half, and you know, kind of sustained it throughout the game. But when I think back to some of their previous Super Bowl runs, uh, even the the one year, I think they came from behind in all three games to get to the Super Bowl, and then ultimately winning the Super Bowl, coming from behind against the Forty ers as you mentioned. So that that was another thing that I've kind of been thinking about throughout the course of the week is, you know, you, you have this – we know the formula for the 49ers. They have a way that they do things and a recipe for success that allows the most talented roster in football – we can all agree on that – do what they do best. And that's, like you talked about, the, the script, the first 10, the openers, the first 15, whatever Kyle Shanahan calls them. Getting Brock Purdy comfortable, establishing the run game, getting the ball out in his playmaker's hands in the wide receiver room, whether it be through the screen game or play action pass downfield, scoring some points, getting a lead, allowing all of those guys on the other side of the ball who – rush the passer as good as anyone else, pin their ears back and, and you know, <laughs> make the Chiefs one-dimensional because, you know, Pacheco's been a big reason to why that offense has kind of come along here late in the year and in the playoffs. They, 
they could turn around and hand that guy the ball. That's not something the Chiefs have done throughout the course of, of all of their playoff runs over the years. And, you know, he's a guy that runs as hard as anyone I've ever seen. And, you know, he really brings an interesting dynamic. So if you take that away just by the score and the ability to, you know, pin your ears back, know it's pass, that's what makes this 49ers team so special. I, I remember talking about that exact thing to you during kind of the three-game skid, and it was, yep. hey, Steve Wilkes, like, what are we thinking here? Scheme, pressure rate, blitz, and I'm like, the 49ers do not blitz. Like, that's not their deal. Like, they get leads, they let that front four, and all four of those dudes can get after the quarterback as good as anyone that's their MO, and that's exactly how this game has to play out from a 49ers standpoint when you're going against that guy on the other side who, hey, this is just another February football game for yeah. him. Like It's <laughs> old hat just, at this point. No doubt. This is what he does this time of year. So it makes sense to you, though, that the Niners are favored. It does, uh, you know, because, again, I – if, if I'm a betting man, uh, I, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I feel like that's something like every step of the way it was, well, against yep. the Dolphins, nobody nobody bet against Patrick Mahomes. That was obvious. But then it was like, oh, okay, Patrick Mahomes, he's got to play his first road playoff game ever. And the Buffalo Bills, they're one of the hottest teams in football. And, you know, he's got to go to Buffalo now. It's not at Arrowhead. He handles the Bills. Next week, oh, but now it's – MVP, Lamar Jackson, this is the best Baltimore team Baltimore's had. This is their chance. Nope, he takes care of business. So, you know, once again here, we'll see Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Uh, but I, I do see why the Niners are favored. I, I mentioned it. it. They're the best team in football. They have the most talented roster. Um, but, uh, again, I, I'd be I'd be afraid to to put money against Patrick Mahomes in February. Yeah, I, I I'd be afraid to bet uh, for or against either of these teams. To be honest with you, I I, I totally get that. That said, th- there's another subject with one of these teams that really is worth our discussion. So we'll do it next. There there was a subject matter that had to be addressed by multiple 49ers coaches this week during the practice week. And it blows my mind that that subject would come up in February. Quite frankly, any month, but especially February. I'll tell you what I'm talking about coming up next with Kyle Rudolph, Mark Willard. It's Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Here are the TireRag.com studios with Kyle Rudolph. I'm Mark Willard. Uh, the other Sunday. It's not Super Bowl Sunday. It's not Championship Sunday. It's just Sunday. Uh, first one we've had to experience like this in a while. You holding up all right? I got to be honest with you. I'm like looking around all day. Like, what do we? What? What, what is it? What exactly are we supposed to do today? I. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I don't know. I got the, stuff done. It was weird, Kyle. It was terrible. Yeah. I rewatched the NHL All Star Game with my two sons. So they're obsessed with hockey and. <laughs> We we watched the semifinal and final games of the NHL All Star Game, so that's what we did today. Uh, very exciting. I went to multiple grocery stores and um, like uh, did stuff around the house. Um, just I I don't know. I'm like, uh, when when is five o'clock? Let's just start the show. I I don't know what we're supposed to do with today. Uh, but anyway, we're we're surviving somehow, some way. Um, I got this question for you, man. This one, I got to admit, it bugged me a little bit. How on earth do we get to Super Bowl week and you're dealing with the team that's been the favorite to win the Super Bowl for most of the year and they are favored to win the Super Bowl as of right now as well and we're watching press conferences where coaches are being asked about effort. This blows my mind. What are we doing? What on earth? How can this be a thing? And I know that the poster guy for this has become Chase Young, and he might be the biggest head-scratcher of them all because he is caught on tape. Um absolutely lollygagging it and if there's any player i'd argue on the entire san francisco 49er roster it would be the new guy who's trying to fit into a culture and get a free agent contract he should be the last one not the first one where we're having this question so the coaches can sit here all they want and be like we we addressed it okay but how did we get here? How on earth are we having conversations about effort, and how am I supposed to be convinced that they're just fixed because you told them to fix it? Yeah, it certainly doesn't seem like effort would be something that, if addressed after championship weekend, would ultimately get fixed. I feel like if you're addressing effort with someone on your roster – because of their lack thereof during the NFC championship game, it's probably just part of their DNA at that point. You know, it's like, mm. if, if you're not showing effort at that point, like what makes me think, okay, we addressed it. Now it's going to show up in the Super Bowl. I guess the 
argument to that is, well, I guess the the next game is the Super Bowl, and you know if you're ever going to leave it all on the line and and you know empty the tank, it's going to be for the Super Bowl. But you know, again, you mentioned it. Uh, you talked about Chase Young, a guy who got traded away for the team that drafted him number two overall, didn't give him a second contract. Um, you're trying to fit in with a culture. I talked about the front of that San Francisco 49ers defense and how difficult they are to deal with and how they get after the quarterback. So that's the room that you're trying to fit in with. Those are the, the type of guys that you're around on a daily basis. Um, you know, I, I think about those guys like Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, Hargrave, like all just – Dudes that play at a high level all the time, you know, the saying is like they play with their hair on fire. Like they're just nonstop all the time. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would kind of present the question, you know, yeah, you may have addressed it, but is it really going to change? You know, if that's still the, the effort that you're seeing at this point in the season, um, I mean, maybe the carrot in front of the horse is the fact that the next game is the Super Bowl, and it's the biggest one of everybody's career on that roster. So, uh, who knows? We'll we'll see Sunday night. Um, damage done. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, unless and and so maybe this is what the Niners hope. If we just take Young as an example, you go out there and sack Patrick Mahomes twice in the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe somebody gives you that contract, but based on what I've seen so far, and it's been a mixed bag with his data and his actual play since joining the 49ers, but I don't think that they were financially focused on him for next year anyway. He truly was brought in as a hired gun to help the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year. I think they've got other priorities, starting with Brandon Ayuk um, and and other things down the road that will require money like the quarterback. But um, uh, so I don't know that that, that he was going to be an option or a real priority for the 49ers this offseason anyway. But now I'd argue it's off the table. Like why and 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 why a player would uh, would bring that into his repertoire in a situation like this. I mean, I guess it's not a new story. There are players like this who just don't have that motor. But that's shocking to me especially with the team that won. You're, you're dealing with a team that was the one seed, found a way to grind out two wins, and, uh, and one of the lead topics the, the, the next few days is effort as you get ready for Super Bowl. I, I was glad that Steve Wilkes finally came out and said this is embarrassing because that's exactly the word. Yeah, I mean, you're talking to a guy who is not near talented enough to ever have his effort question because I had to try hard all the time or I was going to get embarrassed. Now, that's not the case for every player in the NFL, and it's certainly not the case for right. you know some of these guys who are taken so high because of their physical ability and just – I was not someone who was bigger, faster, stronger than everyone that I went against. So I had to try hard. If if I played 65 plays, I had to exert myself throughout those 65 plays, hoping that the person who was across from me, the Chase Young, if you would, who's significantly stronger than I am, way more explosive than I am, way faster than I am, and I have to block him throughout the course of the game, I have to bank on the fact that I'm going to wear you down or – 
you know, it's going to get to the point where you're like, man, I'm just, I'm sick of going against this guy. Like, you know, I've kind of had enough and therefore you may see a lack of effort. Cause you're like, Hey, look, like I'm just tired. This guy's being, you know, a, a pain in my butt. Like I quite honestly, I just can't, I can't deal with him anymore. That was the style of play that I had to have throughout my career because I wasn't as physically gifted as say a chase young. So trust me, I've gone against plenty of guys throughout the course of my career where, you know, there may be full games where, you know, you don't, you don't, you turn on the tape and you wouldn't even know they're out there, but you also turn on the tape and there are games where you just said it, you know, who knows, maybe he shows up Sunday night and sacks Patrick Mahomes two times. It would not surprise me in the least bit because yeah. when you have that physical ability and you are just more physically gifted than most of the guys you go against, it can be easy at times to kind of fall back to those those lazy habits, if you would. But the brightest lights, the biggest stage, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. It's it's going to be you know you would assume that effort would not be something they're talking about on the sidelines. No doubt. And uh, if there is a weakness on the Chiefs' offense, it's their tackles. And so there's no doubt that this is also a matchup that uh, that eyeballs will be on Chase Young and Nick Bosa uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the, the edges of their offensive line and Nick Bosa already working the refs a week and a half ahead of time when he was asked about the group and said, yeah, they hold a lot. Uh, it was almost like the, the PTSD of what happened four years ago. <laughs> he was he was holding it just for that moment, and then he let it out. So eyes will be on that matchup for sure. Uh, we'll circle back to the Super Bowl, no doubt, but also coming up in a couple of minutes, maybe some insight on why one head coaching job was taken while another was turned down. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But let's get Steve DeSager in here. Um, who is safely back in the comforts of just hanging out with us once an hour. Thank you again, though, Steve. (laughs) Happy to be indoors in California, southern or northern today. That is for certain. Uh, For those who are unaware, no golf at Pebble Beach in northern California today. The final round of that tournament postponed to tomorrow due to very bad weather, not only rain, but winds at 30 miles an hour. Chance of rain Monday there, by the way, which they didn't mention in the press release. NASCAR season started last (laughs) night in L.A., moved up from tonight due to rain, so no NASCAR that was supposed to be live on on Fox TV this evening. It was last night Danny Hamlin won the clash at the Coliseum. And once the rain started this afternoon in Los Angeles, man, was that a great decision. There's not a chance they would have gotten a race in this evening. You talked about tackles and earlier the San Francisco talent. This is the context of the Niners roster as we go into the Super Bowl in a week. And by the way, San Francisco, just in the last 15 minutes, has landed. The team has in Las Vegas. The previous hour, the Chiefs landed in Las Vegas. So they're at the Super Bowl 58 sites now officially. But from the San Francisco roster this year, the all-pro running back in the NFL, and it was unanimous, is Christian McCaffrey. Fullback, all-pro, Kyle Juszczyk, all-pro tight end, George Kittle. By the way, all-pro meaning... Some people hear and think Pro Bowl. No, no, no. Not what, what what went on today. All Pro is both conferences combined, the best at your position. Linebacker Fred Warner, who had, what, 13 tackles last game, unanimously All Pro. Left tackle Trent Williams, All Pro. Pro Football Focus had a stat on Trent Williams that going into last weekend, he had not allowed a sack since week 13 of the previous year. <laughs> a span of over 700 pass-blocking snaps. That's just Silly. By the way, the NFC did win today's Pro Bowl for you degenerates flag football game. Betting on that, (laughs) sure. 
in Orlando, 64-59 the final as C.J. Stroud's final pass on fourth and goal was incomplete. Cliff Kingsbury is the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. And the uh, Arnie curse has been wielding its ugly head again tonight. We mentioned <laughs> earlier in the show that the guy who comes up next, the Sunday night co-host Arnie Spaniel, is Spaniel is a, very proud. I can't think of a better word. It's it's almost an understatement. Very proud alum of the University of Arizona. Delusional? Yeah, Delus- that's a good one. That's Myopic. a good one. He he uh, considers yeah. Arizona football in the in the same sense as Oklahoma football, which his co-host covers. Yeah, okay, sure. Anyway, uh, we can update that Arizona basketball has actually finally taken the lead against Stanford. The game's on FS1. Ten minutes to go. 11th ranked Arizona leads Stanford 57 to 52. By the way, did you see the Stanford women's game on Friday night? They're ranked top 10. They lost to USC and the super freshman. Juju Watkins had 51 points in the game. The rest of her team had 16 combined. 16. That's amazing. Holy cow. Stanford ripped UCLA today, by the way. Men's college hoops, number two, Purdue over Wisconsin. Number 14, Illinois in overtime, beat Nebraska. We've got a double overtime NBA game going on right now. Midway through the second OT at Oklahoma City, Thunder 126-123 over the Raptors. It's the Bucks leading in the third quarter at Utah, 76-65. And the late games at halftime with Portland ahead at Denver, 63-60. Earlier wins for Minnesota again for the Clippers in Indiana. Indiana, Phoenix and Orlando each one, and Boston beat a Memphis team that's lost five in a row and seemingly didn't have any regulars on the court tonight. 131-91 Celtics. And finally, guys, I want to wish you a happy Willie Mays Day. It is officially, according to the city of San Francisco, this is, after all, 2-4-24 on your calendars. Willie Mays Day, who wore number 24 and... Happened to be in 24 All-Star games in his Hall of Fame career. 12 Gold Glove Awards. The only thing I don't get is they, they named the World Series MVP, the Willie Mays Award, when that was actually probably the worst part of his career, the World Series yep. appearances. But none other than the great Vin Scully said, best player he ever saw. Good enough for me. Back to you. Fair enough. I just hope his statue at Third and King doesn't blow away on Willie Mays Day uh, here in San Francisco. If it, My if it God, does, if it does blow away, I bet he can catch it. That's a good point. That's a good point. He'll, he'll grab it, even if it's over the shoulder. Um, absolutely, great stuff, Steve. Thanks so much. All right, Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, TireRack.com Studios. Kyle, let me hey, hey, let me ask you this. You're an offensive mind. Let's say you're a coach. You're an offensive mind. You're sought after, and an NFL team uh, comes to you for an interview, and uh, and 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 they're offering you the gig. What's the first thing that you're looking at in terms of whether or not it's the right spot for you? Who's the quarterback? <laughs> Thank you very much. I knew number you'd get one. the right answer, number one answer on the board. And I, I'm looking around at the league, and sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes you're, you're, you're looking at a team that's about to draft someone at that position. But funny to me all along, oh, Jim Harbaugh, he's interviewing in Atlanta, and he's bouncing around over here. That Yeah, Chargers, duh. Duh, Jim Harbaugh's no dummy. He's not leaving a really good gig to go – coach Desmond Ritter 
He's going to coach Justin Herbert. And so I think about someone like Ben Johnson. Now, this is different. Harbaugh, obviously, well-traveled head coach, big dollars, set for life, all of that. But the Lions offensive coordinator who goes down the road with the Washington commanders and now there's the he said, he said over, oh, we didn't want you. I didn't want it anyway. Okay, whatever. Whatever's going on there. But I kind of get it. Like if you're in a spot like him where you're probably going to be named uh, every offseason, you know, there there will be openings every offseason. Are you waiting are you waiting until you're like, I, I, I'm going to look for a team that's got a guy? Yeah, sir, I mean, again, going back to your question, if, if you're a sought-out offensive coordinator and, you know, a guy last year we heard about Ben Johnson and, and, and interviewing in a couple places, certainly interviewed a few places this year, <clears throat> they know what they have in Detroit. It's not like, um, you know, sometimes coordinators – you know, you look ahead at your current roster and say, oh, man, I, you know, we're, we got salary cap issues. We're paying our quarterback a ton of money. I don't know how we're going to continue to have the success that we're having. So, therefore, I need to take one of these jobs because <clears throat> you saw it this past year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers prior to last season, Byron Leftwich was talked about as becoming a head coach and Quite frankly, he didn't get any of those head coaching jobs. And you assume, well, I'm going back to Tampa. Tom Brady's still there. I'll I'll interview again after next season. And it didn't work out for him. So when you think about Ben Johnson and going through the, the interviews and looking at the teams that needed a head coach this year, or you're going to be an offensive coordinator somewhere, uh, I mean, we just saw it. Cliff Kingsbury was supposed to be the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders, and then all of a sudden his name's pulled out, and a couple of days later he's the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. And you say, well, why? Well, just look at the quarterback position. The, the Raiders don't have one, and they're not really in position to draft one. They're at 13. Yep. The Washington Commanders – they don't have one, but they have the second overall pick. And, you know, you can start to let kind of the, the rumors swirl and the rumblings. You know, we, we've we heard about, um, you know, the the Chicago Bears and, and their situation. Um, you know, what are they going to do with Justin Fields? Um, you know, do, do they trade him? Do they keep him? Is he their guy? Well, Caleb Williams, you know, does he come into play? Uh, you know, whether it's the bears decide to go elsewhere at one or they, they're open for, for business at one and you're Washington, you only have to move one spot. So yep. maybe you move up to one and get a guy that Cliff Kingsbury's familiar with. So, um, going back to coordinators, coach, head coaches, if you're an offensive guy, even if you're not an offensive guy, if you're if you're a defensive coordinator and you get a head coaching job, you you the first thing you're looking at is who's under center, who's running my offense, do we have the guy we believe in or do we need to find him? 
No, it's it's well said. You look at the two defensive coordinators that have left San Francisco in recent years and, and how differently things have gone for them. Robert Sala with the Jets, who's hanging in there, but man, everything that could happen at the quarterback position has, uh, and they're still trying to, to figure that out. Meanwhile, D'Amico Ryans goes to Houston. They hit on the pick, and it's like, bang, guy's going to get coach of the year votes, and, uh, and, and, and everybody loves the guy. Um, because he's got his quarterback. So it's a point well taken. I'm also glad you brought up Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. Uh, Coming up next, five teams, and I'd like to simply ask the question, do they currently have their quarterback or not? And, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, the Bears are on the list. So we'll do that coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's Ray. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And period. Um, Where I live, that's for sure. We're live in the Tyrac.com studios. With Kyle Rudolph, I'm Mark Willard. All right, so you tell me, my man. I'm going to give you five teams. You tell me if they've got their quarterback or not. We might as well start exactly where we were. Do the Bears have their quarterback? What would you do? Uh, I I do not believe they do. Um, Wow. I think Justin Fields can play in this league, yes. But when you're the Chicago Bears and you're in the situation that they're in, you have the draft capital that they have. Um, Again, it goes to kind of where Justin is in in terms of his contract and, you know, what would be coming down down the line with probably a a fifth-year option that's north of $30, $40 million. Um, And then a second second contract, which – Again, if he's your guy, um, the going rate of a uh, starting quarterback second contract is now, you know, north of fifty million. So um, when I think of the alternative, you have the number one overall pick, and it's not even your pick, so it's a bonus pick. Um, you have the upside of 
a generational quarterback at one who's also significantly cheaper than your current yep. quarterback. So you can put more talent around him. And I also think about the, the just the Bears as an organization right now. It's a team who, quite honestly, should have fired their head coach, but didn't fire him because then you'd have to pay him and pay another head coach as well. So um, when you look at a team that's, you know, in the process of building a new stadium and, you know, where they are from from a cash standpoint with an ownership group, um, I just I don't think they believe Justin Fields is their guy moving forward. And I think it's 100 percent a money thing more so than a talent thing for Justin. I think Justin has the opportunity to go play somewhere else and, you know, have the opportunity to kind of revitalize his career as a quarterback in this league. I tell you what, if if that's the way it goes, and I think you make a lot of sense, if that's the way it goes, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I do whatever I can to get my hands on him. That just feel to me, that feels like the spot. It feels like a spot that has offensive weapons. It's kind of a hometown situation for him. It's a fast track indoors. His legs would just be devastating there. Um, if I'm the Falcons, I want him. I want him bad. Yeah, and we, we've talked about the Atlanta Falcons as, you know, if you're some of these free agent quarterbacks, we've thrown around Kirk Cousins and some some other names, that's probably the most appealing place to go because you look at yep. the roster and the talent that they have around them, and then you look at the other three teams in the division. Uh, it's it's the worst division in football. There There are no – you know, you talk, we're going to go through this list. I'd imagine that a couple of the other teams on this list are NFC South teams because there really are no good quarterbacks in the NFC South. And it's like, um, you know, it's a very winnable division. And Atlanta's probably the most talented roster outside of the quarterback position in that division. So certainly a, a very appealing place for free agent quarterbacks this offseason. Okay, what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? They've got their guy. Uh, who's their guy? <laughs> yeah, great. See, there you well, I, and it, therefore the answer's no, I, the I would answer argue. The answer's no because, you know, you think about it. Who who took them to the playoffs? Not, yeah, not your first-round pick. They're, who they're you QB3. Yeah, so I, I would have to go with no. Uh, what do they do, though? I mean, right? The, like, uh, Rudolph and Trubisky, that's no problem. Um, but, but what do they do? Because again, Mike Tomlin finds a way whether they've got talent or not to end up in the playoffs. So they too are not in position to go do something about it unless they want to break the bank on the free agent market and go get a Kirk cousins. Yeah. I mean, does Justin Fields to Pittsburgh make sense too? Uh, I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate it about a team that, They've always run the ball well in Pittsburgh, a, a team that kind of always goes back to that roots of, of running the football. And when you add a quarterback who can run the football too, and, and that dynamic that is added to the offense, certainly we've we've talked about the drama in the receiver room in Pittsburgh, but I can tell you one thing, they'll complain a lot less about not getting the ball when they have a quarterback that's running around and you know winning football games. Because honestly, the complaints come when you don't win, not when you're not getting the football. So um, I think you, you have talent in the receiver room there. Obviously, there's talent in the running back room. Uh, there's talent in the offensive line room. Uh, certainly would be another place that would make sense for him. Or the other option is what you mentioned, a high price free agent. 
Uh, New York Giants. They're paying someone like he's the guy. What do they do? Um, I think the Giants are in an interesting situation, and, and I don't think it's because of Daniel Jones' talent. I think it's because of Daniel Jones' health. Uh, when you look at DJ and the health issues, uh, the year I was there with him, you know, he missed the, the back half or maybe even two-thirds of the season with, with the neck injury. Um, it's the ACL this year. He missed a couple games before the ACL with a neck as well. I've said it, and, and I'll stand by it. He's one of the most talented guys I've ever been around. Uh, incredible thrower of the football and a guy that does not get enough credit for his athleticism. But if the Giants aren't going to put talent around him, if they're not going to give him an offensive line to protect him so he's getting hit all the time, can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? So I believe that they have their guy. They just need to protect their guy and put talent around him. You know, the Giants have not had a number one receiver since Odell left, and they need to find one. Okay, so um, interesting spots for them. There's a couple more teams on the list. Uh, and so we'll go through that coming up next, but we'll also then extend it to certain individuals. And there's one quarterback in particular I really want to talk to you about to see where he ends up, what he should do. We'll do all of that coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, we'll get back to that quarterback conversation in just a sec. But, Kyle, it looks like we have um, some breaking news, which is that uh, touchdown. Everybody's down. The Chiefs and the 49ers are all on the ground in Las Vegas, Nevada. And no coincidence that within the last half hour, Taylor Swift also announced that a new album is coming out in April. The Internet is going absolutely sideways with pictures and videos of all of this. So Super Bowl 58, I guess, is officially underway. Yeah, I'm curious how that flight was leaving San Francisco. You guys talking about all right. the weather out there. We we see yeah. that the uh, AT&T was officially canceled. They are not going to resume the final round. So yeah. that's a 54-hole tournament. They they just didn't think it'd be possible with the the wind and the rain. So I'm sure that was, that was probably a little bit rough getting out of the Bay Area to get over to Vegas. I got to think that uh, it was more turbulent than the first half against the Lions. That would be my guess, <laughs> just being here right now, because, man, it is a mess here. It is an absolute mess. For those of you just joining us, I literally had to relocate my show spot in the first hour because of gale force winds. Uh, just sent the kids over to In-N-Out to get themselves some food because the power's out at our house, and they said the line was absolutely wrapped around because – that's what everyone's doing here, man. It is, it, And I'm not surprised that they canceled that tournament at all. I, I don't even know what kind of hope they were holding out. There, there's more rain in the forecast overnight and, and into tomorrow. And because of the winds and the way that the course and everything right now is just soaking everything up, it, there's no way that you're going to go out there and, uh, and finish up a high-level golf tournament in this. It is an ab absolute mess. I bet the 49ers are very excited to have arrived in the desert. Yeah, definitely excited. It's, it's interesting how Super Bowl week has evolved. You know, I think back to 
the only real experience I had around Super Bowl week and teams arriving uh, was when it was in Minneapolis because that was home for us. Yep. And uh, we actually had just got back from the Pro Bowl in Orlando. So we landed on, on Monday about midday, and sure enough, we, we saw the Patriots playing as we were sitting there at MSP, uh, and they flew in on their plane on Monday. Uh, we all know the Patriots plane is, is very recognizable. It's, they're not just chartering a <laughs> Delta plane or a United plane, whatever it may be. Um, it's It's got the Patriots logo and the Super Bowl trophies. So uh, it, was, it was cool to kind of see the teams come in, uh, and now here they are going uh, a whole day earlier because, uh, you know, we started right away. You know, Super Bowl week kicks off tomorrow. There's kind of something every night along uh, throughout the course of the week along the way. Uh, and it's, you know, it is the the biggest spectacle in sports. Uh, Super Bowl I, week is, is crazy. Yep. I still can't believe that one went that way. We were out there. I was out there in Minneapolis. They did a wonderful job hosting the event. Um, but I just I spent the whole week feeling for all of the people who were out there because you know that area of the country as hospitable as anywhere that I've ever visited in the United States. But you could also tell it was just everybody there was being pulled in in two directions because it was like the, the Super Bowl's here. We 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 want to share our beautiful city and our beautiful way with everybody. But damn it, we're supposed to be in this game. <laughs> yes, we're we supposed so to be in close. this game, and we're not in this game. And some guy named Nick Foles is in our city for some reason right now. Yeah, it was it was tough. I remember, like I said, we we were gone the the whole week of the Pro Bowl. So after the NFC Championship game, uh, you didn't really have time to think about it. We got on the plane, we went to Orlando, partaked in all the the Pro Bowl festivities, and then I remember landing back at MSP on Monday. And it was like throughout that week, they had decorated and brought in all of the Super Bowl stuff to the airport. So like when we left the Monday before going through the airport, there was no Super Bowl stuff up yet. And then, you know, getting off our plane, walking into the terminal, it was just like you saw all the Super Bowl stuff. Then we saw the, the Patriots plane come in and it was, it made it sink in and become very real that we were going to be entertaining our, our own Super Bowl that we were supposed to be in. So, you know, I, I made it all the way up until I think Sunday morning, uh, the day of the game, uh, my wife, Jordan, and I, we had our just two girls at the time. We hopped on a plane and we went to Jackson, Wyoming, and, and I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. We were we were in the mountains really? in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I didn't even watch the, the Patriots-Eagles oh. Super Bowl. I get it. I really do. Like, I mean, I, I, I would not normally get, honestly, I don't understand anyone who doesn't watch the Super Bowl. I've long made fun of it. Like when you're at a Super Bowl party or something and you look out the window and someone's going for a run, I'm like, who is this human? Like, what are you doing? What did like, what, honestly, you're really not going to do this with all of us. We're all doing this right now. But I, if from your perspective, the story you just told and having been there and understanding what that felt like for Minneapolis, let alone what it must have felt like for you guys on the team. I, I, I get it, man. I get it. What it, just an empty sort of a feeling because it really, you know, it had never happened before. The idea of the host city having a team in it. And it just looked like such a fait accompli when, when, when Carson Wentz is not there that you guys were going to, uh, you're going to have your chance. So, man, I, I felt, I felt for everybody there as it was all happening. 
Yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was a crazy year. Um, I think when Sam Bradford got hurt week one, nobody really gave us a chance to to be there, uh, to go 13-3 and three during the regular season with a backup quarterback. Um, we're a 61-yard game-winning Jake Elliott field goal against the New York Giants away from the Eagles having to come to Minneapolis for the NFC Championship game instead of us going to Philly. So just, you know, all kinds of crazy things when you go back and look at the course of a season and, you know, what could have been uh, ultimately they kicked our butts in the NFC Championship game and then played really well in the Super Bowl as well. For me and my family, it was the easiest travel day we ever had. There was no one in the airport, especially in the host city. Uh, and we, we got on an easy flight out to Wyoming. And like I said, we, we enjoyed the mountains while the game was going on. Uh, Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, we were, uh, we were having a little bit of a quarterback conversation, going through some teams, talking about whether or not they currently have their guy. Bears, Giants, Steelers, kind of some interesting answers throughout. A couple more teams I want to get to, and the last one I give you um, will maybe lead to a conversation about one particular individual. But before I get to the last one, let me throw one out that that maybe maybe you're not thinking of. The Seahawks. You know, a transitioning team with with Pete Carroll on the way out um, and a team that's got some answers at certain positions for sure, not far removed from the playoffs and, and, and had a shot to get there this year. But whatever magic in a bottle Geno Smith found last year felt like that dust rubbed off a little bit this year. What would you do there? I think based on on Geno's contract, like you know, you you, you have your guy. Um, I get it. It was a three year deal. Um, you know, it's you're certainly not going to move on after one year. A team that was in the playoff race for a majority of the season. Um, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting. Um, you look at some of the the new hires that that staff will make. Certainly you're bringing in a young defensive head coach. Um, so, you know, who does he make as his offensive coordinator? Who are you surrounding Geno with? Uh, and then, you know, you see what, you know, what can you get out of him? Can you get the 2000... 22 version of Geno Smith. Can you get that guy who gave your gave your team, your organization, a chance to win games week in and week out? So you know, I think for for right now, Seattle is is okay with Geno, and you know they want to get back to winning games the way that they've won games over the last 15 years or so, playing really good defense. It's an extremely talented young defense. Uh, you know, getting back to running the football a little bit more and then, you know, let let Geno make the plays that he made in 2022 uh, as opposed to just putting so much pressure on him to throw the ball all over the yard. Um, one more, and this is the one that has an opportunity to be a real soap opera. It already has been. And so I think we know that the answer is no, they don't have their guy. But the question is, what do you do with the guy that you thought was the guy? And then where does he go? And, and then where does everything go from there? I, I am talking about the Denver Broncos. Um, they, they, they made their move. 
They made their statement. However, uh, by some metrics, you look around and go, Russell Wilson actually had a pretty good year. There's a massive contractual situation, but it seems like you're headed for a breakup that's going to be bumpy no matter how you do it. How do you think this whole thing plays out? It, it certainly seems like the Denver Broncos are just going to absorb the massive dead cap number that, that Russell has to ultimately move on and allow your offensive-minded head coach pick the guy that he wants and that they can get. So it certainly, as you said, it certainly seems like we're headed for a breakup. And, you know, we've seen based on what happened the last month of the season, we've seen Russell Wilson play his last game as the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Now, what does that mean in terms of where Denver goes? I have absolutely no idea. Um, you know, when you think about how, how to construct a roster and, you know, when you're trying to put talent around a high priced quarterback, that is your starting quarterback. That's one thing. And when you're trying to put talent around a quarterback, that's not on your team anymore, but the dead cap hit is still there. That's a completely other issue. So, you know, certainly I do believe Denver ultimately is, is moving on. They're going to go try to find Sean wants his own guy. Um, You know, he's got a, coach that's had a ton of success in this league as an offensive play caller and an offensive mind and you know clearly he and Russell did not see eye to eye we we heard the the rumors of them telling Russell that he had to either restructure his contract or not going to play and then ultimately they benched him the last couple weeks of the year we know about the big injury guarantee at the new league year. So, you know, certainly this is something that within the next couple of months we'll, we'll find out before free agency starts. Uh, and it'll be interesting on both sides. Now, in terms of Russell, you know, what, what does Russell do? You know, I feel like with Russell, he's right. another guy, um, you know, like in Kirk Cousins, who, you know, both these guys have, have made more than enough money and both on the field and off the field have been extremely successful from a monetary standpoint. You know, what's what's important to you now? Is it going and trying to find the highest bidder again? And, you know, I, I saw a couple of stories come out this week about, you know, Kirk Cousins' projected value in free agency and him seeking a two-year, $90 million fully guaranteed contract. And I certainly believe that prices the Vikings out of it, giving their salary cap situation. And, you know, it's like, what's important to you? maximizing your earning potential when you've already earned a ton of money, probably more money than you'd ever spend or your legacy on the field and and taking the Tom Brady route where you play for less than maybe you might be worth because you know that that money can be allocated to other players on your team to make you more successful. Both of those guys, Russell Wilson and Kirk cousins are not measured by regular season statistics Pro Bowls, they're measured by playoff wins and championships only. They're at that level of quarterback play. We we saw Kirk was having a phenomenal year before he got hurt, probably one of the best statistical years of all quarterbacks in football. But quite honestly, it doesn't matter because the guy's got one playoff win in his entire career. That's how those guys are measured. And personally, if it's me – I'm probably going to go find a situation where 
which opportunity gives me the best chance to go win playoff games and ultimately play for a championship. The money doesn't matter at this point. Um, and there's not a lot. It's funny. I mean, there are always teams looking, but when it, it comes to those two guys and what it would cost, even if it's, as you're saying, a little bit less than they'd like in a perfect world, it's just not a lot of teams out there this year that make a lot of sense. Pittsburgh, New England, maybe Washington. I don't know if there's a team there in the NFC South, but there, there, there are not a ton of teams out there that uh, that are going to be looking to break the bank for a veteran. So uh, so we'll see. Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, glad you're with us. Coming up next, we circle back to not only the Super Bowl matchup, but the Super Bowl experience. We'll explain that coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I mean, I don't- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I don't do blackjack or craps a lot, but when in Rome, I mean, come on. So this is interesting to me. File this under first world problems, and this isn't going to get under many people's skin. Maybe mine a little bit, though. I think it's interesting. So you have a team in Vegas. You have a Super Bowl in Vegas. You have a multi, multi million dollar deal with DraftKings. <laughs> but you're going to make the players stay 30 miles away and not let them gamble? I don't know. Something, <laughs> something like if I were the players, I'm sure that's what the coaches want as well. They get it. But I would be like, really, NFL? Like you're going to ban us from Vegas? When you take us to Vegas, <laughs> something seems a little unfair there. Yeah, it was the same thing, you know, the last couple of years with the Pro Bowl being in Vegas. I know the guys stayed 
way off the strip and you know quite honestly most of the guys just went and got rooms on the strip and, and stayed down there and didn't stay at at the the team hotel and obviously oh. i know that's different pro bowl and super bowl they they will not be leaving their hotel the week of the super bowl and going and, and getting a room somewhere on the strip but it is interesting <laughs> when when you think about that and um you know, if if you were to tell me it's more so logistically, because uh, the strip is just going to be insanity in terms of the amount of people and you know getting five buses to and from you know wherever they're practicing, you know whether it's at you know the Raven or Ra- excuse me Raiders facility or Bishop Gorman, the the big high school there. Uh, I don't know uh, if UNLV they're practicing. You know, I don't know where the teams are practicing. But if you were to say, look, it just logistically getting the teams from point A to point B on and off the strip is a nightmare, so we're not going to put you on the strip, I get it. But to to tell the teams that you're staying 30 minutes away and you're not allowed to go gamble, like what, what do you mean you're not allowed to go gamble? You're not allowed to go to the sports book. I get that. that that's always right. a rule for us as current players. You're not allowed to go hang out in the sports book during the season. 100% is in place, but – for these guys on a Tuesday night, which is always our typical night off when the game is on a Sunday, they want to go play some blackjack or, or throw some dice and play craps. Like, why are they not allowed? That's It's insane to tell them that they can't do that. And then it's even more insane when you think about the amount of money that the league and teams are making on – DraftKings, FanDuel, you name it, and all, you know, I, I always would laugh, you know, we're not allowed to have a hotel or a casino, like, comp our hotel room, that's illegal, um, but at U.S. Bank Stadium, there can be the, you know, Mystic Lake is the big casino there, and it can have Club Purple, and they can sponsor yeah. an entire part of the stadium and pay the Vikings organization all this money. But we're not allowed to, to get a, a free hotel room at a casino because we played cards at that casino. Uh, it's it's quite the double standard, that's for sure. No doubt about it. I mean, and, and the other thing is the cat is is out of the bag or however you want to say this. The shine is off. Like I, Sometimes I look at certain things, and I get it, and, and, and my opinion is not the only opinion, but at the same time it's like, you can all see where this is going, right? Like, <laughs> like I felt this way for years about the BCS. It's like um, college football, I don't know if you've let everyone know yet, but your conferences are exploding. The NCAA will go down. And the way you finish is going to change. You're going to expand into a bigger playoff system. And you could see that. 15 years ago and so it's like you know it's headed this way just just do it just do it and I feel that way to a degree about sports gaming and I'd say that to the government of any state right now that's still holding out it's like y'all get that it's it's not gonna stay this like you're not gonna win long term hey Dan Snyder that name that you hung on to for years and you're like we're never going to change it it's like yeah you are Mm -hmm. you're either going to do it now or you're going to be forced to do it and uh and have it go the way that it it did go years later 
I, I sort of feel that way about sports gaming and, and, and everything that they're doing with, with the players in a situation like this. It's like, I don't know, man. Just take your grips off because you could either do it now or you could do it a few years from now, but that's the way it's going. Yeah, and again, the the double standard is what's crazy. You know, the the league and the teams can can make so much money. Um, but as a player, you know, you see it all the time. And one of the things that's kind of been viral uh, recently, uh, you know, like the the social media video, uh, Gronk and Julian Edelman did one, and they were like, you know, we're retired players, and we, you know, it's like say we can still play, and they like go back and forth and say all these things. And one of the things they said is. We can have gambling contracts now. Like right. they can represent FanDuel <laughs> yeah. or DraftKings and these organizations. And it's, you know, the the fact that a current player can't get paid by one of these organizations, I, I don't understand it. I, I do understand the hey, it's the week of the Super Bowl. You're not allowed to go in a sports book. That makes sense. The rest of it, it does not make sense, and I don't understand why there's such the double standard there where the owners and the leagues can make so much money off of sports gaming, but yet the the players don't, don't see any of that, nor can they capitalize on it until they're retired. Well, we only have one standard here, and Steve DeSager meets it every single week, and uh, let's bring him in again right now and find out exactly what's trending. Hi, Steve. Hello, gentlemen. I did see in The Athletic this week that they say the 49ers will be practicing at UNLV, which, as you may know, is closer to the Strip, which means the 49ers will be, what, 15 to 20 miles away from their team hotel every day? Yeah. Because the two team hotels are... Are Lake Las Vegas, which is even east of Henderson, Nevada. The capper, and this was referenced actually by Chris Plank, Raiders fan, the co-host of the next show here. If you're a Raiders fan, here you get a city to yourself and a great new place to play in and all of that. What's this week going to be like for you? Because it's your Bay Area rival, the 49ers, (laughs) playing your rival, the Chiefs, in your stadium for the Super Bowl. Topping it, the NFL already designated that whoever wins the AFC is going to use the Raiders team facility for the week in Henderson. <laughs> so, the Chiefs have Jeez. taken over. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> flew there tonight. San Francisco 49ers flew there tonight. They've arrived. It's official. You could say Super Bowl week underway. Super Bowl game next Sunday in Vegas. Super Bowl 58, that is. Cliff Kingsbury is the new offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. His talks had broken down with the Raiders. Washington's new defensive coordinator is Joe Witt Jr. from Dallas. The Raiders are expected to hire former Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze to be their new OC. The Chargers are expected to hire former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman to their staff, along with defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. The Jets and Giants Stadium will host the World Cup Final in 2026 to the nba the big news tonight philadelphia's mvp joel Embiid will have knee surgery this week a procedure on his meniscus injury no timetable for his return until after the operation meanwhile there's one late game in the nba about four minutes to go the nuggets have taken the lead on portland finally 107 to 95 
Utah at home beat Milwaukee 123 to 108, despite Giannis Antetokounmpo having 33 points and 13 assists. Oklahoma City in double overtime beat Toronto. Minnesota creamed Houston, so another win for the Timberwolves, and that means the Minnesota staff will coach the Western Conference All Stars in two weeks. Indiana sent Charlotte to a seventh straight loss, 115 to 99. Wins again for the Clippers and Boston. Phoenix won at Washington, 140 to 112. Bradley Beal back in D.C. had 43 points. And Orlando sent Detroit to another loss, 111-99. Pistons record 6-43. and College Hoops, number two, Purdue, won at number six, Wisconsin. Number 11, Arizona, came from 11 down at the half to beat Stanford, 82-71 on FS1 tonight. Illinois in overtime beat Nebraska. Golf's final round of the Pebble Beach Tournament was canceled. The winner, Wyndham Clark. He shot a 60 yesterday. Boy, did that come in handy. Meanwhile, the Live Golf Tour started out with its opening event in Mexico this weekend. It went to a playoff, won by Joaquin Neiman. This is a guy who shot a first-round 59 to begin the weekend. It turns out that that tour, Live Golf, is headed to Vegas for an event that starts Thursday. Keep in mind, Live Golf only has three-round tournaments, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, nothing on Super Bowl Sunday. If you're the best, and not necessarily against all of the best in the world, but the best for three days, you win $4 million for any tournament you take in Live Golf. So this guy, Neiman, does, but he woke up this morning, Mark, and found out that there were two penalty strokes tacked onto his score from yesterday because uh. of, quote, taking incorrect relief on a drop from a cart path on 13 yesterday. Topping that, he wound up in a tie after regulation had to go to a playoff. It went to a live golf record fourth playoff hole before he finally put away Sergio Garcia. The event finished after sunset in Mexico. Back back to you. Oh, man. Uh, golf is all over the place. Uh, can't figure out who's on, uh, who's on what tour. Uh, you've got uh, tournaments uh, being uh, canceled now, d- delayed, then canceled. I'm just glad that the winner, uh, that his first name starts with Wind. I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> That's uh, right. Wyndham yeah, Clark sorry, on the PGA. Little, By the way, I did see some of the Live Golf this afternoon, and on the L.A. affiliate, you know, they're on these independent stations uh, around the country, Live Golf. They had Clippers TV coverage starting at 3 p.m. Pacific, and literally on the 18th hole, right before there was about to be a playoff, they just cut away and went straight to Clippers pregame. Clippers! No announcement. Is on no, the air. no scroll yeah. across the screen, nothing. Just gone. Done Good for the day. Lord. Yeah, well, you can find out online, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the way it rocks. All right, great stuff, Steve. Thank mm-hmm. you for everything this evening. As always, appreciate it so much. Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, live, TireRack.com studios. It dawns on me, Kyle, um, that and as Steve referenced earlier, right, next Sunday is a little bit of a different deal. Uh, our show is uh, at least partially during the game, so we will not have our regularly scheduled show next week, which means – these next 25 minutes are our last chance to really kind of nerd out on the X's and O's of this. You talked earlier, and I could tell that you, you're not like fully, fully convicted here, but it sounds to me like you think the 49ers are more likely to win here. And I, I'd love to know what the matchups are that you really like. And that's an extension of this question because you and I have had so many conversations about it that when healthy 
we believe that's the best team in football. Issue is, though, last week they were healthy, and something doesn't look right. They've won, and so you give them all credit for that, but something particularly defensively does not look like it should look so far in these playoffs, and I think that that is the number one concern for the 49ers to try to fix for next weekend. Yeah, and not not a great time to fix it against the best guy on the planet and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. um, but again, I, I think you know when 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 I have played against this 49ers defense, when I've studied this 49ers defense, watch them on tape. They're a defense that's built to play with a lead, and you know you look at. The Green Bay game, you look at Detroit, obviously they got in a much bigger hole against Detroit. Um, You know, Detroit helped them out a little bit, but, you know, they do not want to get into a game where they get behind and, you know, Patrick Mahomes is able to do his thing, hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco. Um, They're able to be two-dimensional. They can lean on the run game. Patrick can make the plays like he did last week against that Baltimore Ravens defense where the first first read might not be there, but no one's a better magician with the football in their hands than Patrick is. And, you know, he seems to always find, you know, his guy in Travis Kelsey when it turns into recess. And, you know, to me, the big thing will be, again, it goes back to, to Kyle Shanahan because – it sounds crazy to think about an offensive head coach and the the play caller and his effect on his defense. And the effect that he has on his defense is if his first 15 plays that he dials up that he's probably already got scripted right now as they land in Las Vegas entering Super Bowl week, if those work like they think they're going to work and like they dial them up to work and they can score points early in the game and you at least make it difficult on the Kansas City Chiefs to to remain patient and allow that defense that's a top three scoring defense to do their thing. I think that's what gives them the best chance. That allows all of those all pros that Steve mentioned, again, these aren't pro bowlers, guys that are, you know, top two in their conference. These are the best players at their position across the entire league. It allows them to go out there and and do their thing. So, uh, again, I I go back to the pressure and the importance of of Kyle Shanahan and, you know, his ability to call a good game because, you know, it's obvious. There's one team that has – better players. Now they might not necessarily have the best player uh, in terms of February football in, in Patrick Mahomes. But if we're just looking at rosters, one team is more talented than the other. It's the way it's been all year, but can they get the most out of that talent by the way the game is played? Well, and the interesting thing about the defense too, being built to uh, play with a lead and the whole thing is built for, the Niners to give them that lead early, 
but they love to defer. They, they, they don't want the ball first, and they've always based that idea on the defense kind of, you know, with, with, with poor field position to start the game, most likely they're going to get off the field and give that offense an opportunity for your 7 nothing lead. Well, the interesting thing in these playoffs is the other team has gotten the ball first and gone right down the field and scored. The Packers was only a field goal. Uh, the Lions only took four plays, and they were already in the end zone. And, and, and so that's kind of what I'm getting at with that defense. Just it doesn't – those were home games, and one of them was in the rain. And so those are the only two playoff games where the team that did not score first ended up winning the game. And, and so you're right exactly about the plan. But the plan has not worked twice, and they've still found a way to be here. Sort of feels like in this one the plan's going to have to work a little bit better, though. Yeah, because, again, you're, you're going against arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks we've talked about in six years. He's already got a Hall of Fame resume uh, in Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, again, when, when I think about this defense and, and, and what makes this defense successful – they don't give up a lot of big plays. And when yeah. I when I watch them recently, like you talk about that first drive for the Detroit Lions, it's four plays and a touchdown, and the touchdown came on a big play. And that that's not something that I'm accustomed to seeing out of this San Francisco 49ers defense. So, um, you know, certainly would expect – the Fred Warners and the Nick Bosa's of, of that defense to, uh, you know, step up, make big plays, get off the field, um, give your offense every opportunity to go do what they've done all year and, and get you that lead so you can pin your ears back. We talked about the matchup with the 49ers, Ed Rush, edge rushers and the Kansas City Chiefs offensive tackles and and I will say this like I played with Donovan Smith last year in Tampa Bay and and Donnie's a really good tackle and and he's a guy that you look at the Chiefs offense the last 3 weeks of the season you know it was abysmal and and they Patrick had no time you know it was a turnstile right. on his blind side and that's because Donovan wasn't out there and since he's gotten back out there in the playoffs you know Pat, it's one of the things that I talked about you know, people are like, what's wrong with the Chiefs' office? I'm like, well, Patrick has no time. And I mentioned it before. He's one of the best creators with the football when he has time. And he can create these off-schedule plays where he finds Travis. And everybody's, well, why can't Travis get open anymore? Why is he not catching the ball? Well, it all boils <laughs> down to Patrick Mahomes having time. And when you give Patrick time, that allows Travis Kelsey, who, in my opinion, is one of the smartest football players that's ever played the game at the tight end position. And his understanding of coverages and leverage, how to break it down, how to get open when the play breaks down, is as good as anyone I've ever watched and ever studied. That doesn't happen if there's pressure on the quarterback right away. So, again, when I think about what does Kansas City have to do to, to keep this game played the way they want it to play – that matchup is huge. You got to give Patrick time to do what he does best. Then vice versa. On the other side, if you're the 49ers, you've got high-paid rushers. What do they need to do? They need to put pressure on the quarterback, and it's not a guy that you can just pin your ears back and rush undisciplined. 
you have to maintain your lanes because he's going to get out of the pocket. And when he gets out of the pocket, you know, you might as well trot the, the <laughs> field goal block team out there because it's bad things are going to happen. Uh, so, again, like I, I'm, I'm excited to watch all those intricate little matchups throughout the course of the game. No doubt. And some final thoughts on that game. Coming up next, we're in the Tyrac.com studios with Kyle Rudolph, Mark Willard. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, we're in the Tyrac. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Com studios. All right, here we go. Um, Kenny Loggins, I think one said it, right? This is it. Um, or was that Huey Lewis? I don't know. I watched that We Are the World doc on Netflix the other night and saw them all. Now everyone's trying to figure out how Dan Aykroyd got in there. It's a good question. But let's ponder some questions that are uh, more Super Bowl related. And what I want to know, Kyle, what are the matchups you really like? Like, what has you thinking? I get it. The roster, it's fantastic. There's a lot of should be. The 49ers should be this and they should be that. I get that, but I look at, for instance, uh, Kyle Shanahan and his pedigree calling run plays against a defense that should not be able to stop this group, and that's that's why I think that um, this offense might be able to do what you suggest, which is make things a little bit easier early on for Brock Purdy, who may or may not you know, be prone to get overwhelmed by this moment. I love that matchup, but give me some of the ones that you're looking at. What do you love? Uh, it's funny. We, we joked about this uh, last week, uh, Aaron and I, a couple times talking about defensive coordinators and covering Travis Kelsey. Um, at what point do you just say, okay, Travis Kelsey is not going to beat us? Uh, somebody else on that offense, Rasheed Rice, uh, Kadarius Tony, if he's out there, um, you know, throwing the ball to Isaiah Pacheco. Somebody else is going to have to catch the football 
on that offense besides Travis Kelsey. And when I think about the 49ers and quite honestly, the last couple of times they've matched up against the chiefs, Travis has had big games and you know, they historically play a lot more zone coverage. I just got done talking about how no one yep. understands coverage and leverage better than Travis Kelsey. So does Steve Wilkes decide, hey, look, I I know, guys, we, we play a lot of zone. You know, we're a single high zone team. You know, this, that's what we do. But, look, here's the deal. Uh, you are going to cover Travis Kelsey. We are going to play more man coverage. We are not going to let him beat us. Um, you know, Nick Bosa, um, Chase Young, on your way to Patrick Mahomes, I want you going through Travis Kelsey. We're going to make this, you know, kind of the New England way of doing things where, you know, I I played against New England a couple times in my career. For a tight end, it's miserable because you're, you're always going through a defensive end. Then you have a linebacker right there waiting for you. As soon as you get past the linebacker, there's a safety waiting for you. And, you know, I, I think back to some of Travis's comments that he's always made about Bill and how difficult Bill's made on it. Mm-hmm. Will Steve Wilkes do that? Will will he adapt what they've done throughout the course of the year and what they always rely on to cater to the offense that they're playing against specifically and what can slow them down? And, you know, certainly taking Travis Kelsey out of the game would slow that offense down given the lack of playmakers around him. So uh, that's the biggest thing for me as a tight end, watching that matchup and and how the 49ers decide to play Travis Kelsey. Um, I'll go 24-13 Niners. That's that's what I'm going to go with. You got a score? Uh, I will go 20 – we'll go 30-27 Niners. Woo! Whew, that's going to be tight. Uh, great stuff. For Kyle Rudolph, I'm Mark Willard. We'll keep it going on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 